All right, cool. And we're back. Episode five. We're doing it, folks. Thank you for returning for five times. I'm. Do, do all these have to sound the same? Yeah, they're all going to sound. I, I can't believe people would. Anybody would listen to this, and it's awesome. Um, it's just a, it's a little side project for me. This good enough thing, and uh, it's turning into something that I'm really, really enjoying. So I'm glad other people are enjoying it as well. Got a real good one for you. This is good enough in true good enough form. This is like. When a, this is like good enough being as good enough as it gets. It's ridiculous. Me and uh, my guest today is Flan Manley, who owns a uh, an art an, an art shop, an art studio with like a clothing line. He's all he's all sorts of super positive. He's uh he he's from Liberia. Like this guy's got a crazy story, and he's just like when when you get me and like another super positive person into the room there's just this explosion of energy that could be very annoying to some people because it's two people just like like we're, we're so about being good and being better both him and I and it was awesome to speak with somebody who's so on my level about these things because so often uh, it's, it's kind of me, uh, in many cases I, f- I find myself speaking, I'm not in this podcast though, but in many cases I find myself speaking to, uh, people from like, I'm more positive than them. That's not the case with this guy. This guy, he, he's got the goods. He's a, he's a happy person who I don't care. I don't know what is in his bank account. I don't care what's in his bank account. He's successful to me. That is what he's got that fire that's in his eyes. That's in his soul, that passion that gets him out of bed every day to, to, to bring creativity and his perspective on the world and affect some sort of change. That is the epitome of success it, and whatever else comes with it, uh, bully for him. But like that on its own is just such an incredible thing that he's attained and it's the kind of energy that I aspire to always. So I really, uh, I, I really appreciated having him on, and I think you guys are gonna like it. This is really a, a pick me up kind of episode. Are all of these episodes pick me up episodes? Maybe, but this one is like of the positive episodes, which all of them I guess are. This one's pro- so far the most. So uh, I think you guys are gonna really enjoy it. And I, uh, I just want to say thank you once again to everybody. Uh, thank you so much. And. We're going to keep this thing going as long, you know, until the wheels fall off, until I am too broke to be able to afford it. But even still, I'll figure out a way to make it happen. But uh, not asking for money from you guys yet. That'll probably come in the future in, in, uh, in the form of merch or, uh, or, or something else like that. But uh, not much else to say today. Just really, really had a, lot of, uh, a good time on this episode, a lot of fun. And I'm excited for you guys to hear it. And, let me know what you guys thought about it, but gonna let you get to episode five with Flan Manley. Take care, everybody. Couldn't afford the rights to any songs, so I wrote this one. We're not the best, but we're good enough. Let's start the podcast now. It's good enough. And we're rolling. Awesome. Let's do it. Welcome to another episode of Good Enough, everybody. Uh, I'm your host, Stefano Sanzo. And with me today is a friend of mine uh, who I think you guys are going to get a real kick out of. His name is Flan Manley. Flan, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty you're good. Doing really good, right, man? Really you're always doing good, man. <laughs> Anytime I bump into you, you're just as... You're one of the very few people I bump into out in the, out in the real world who's 
who seems to bounce back my ridiculous childlike enthusiasm and happiness, man. You radiate it all the time, and it's never fake. Thank never you, fake, man. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it because I'm a kid at heart. So you're man. a kid at heart. So yeah. that's how you do it. That's yeah. how you stay alive. That's yeah. actually uh, that 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 leads us right into our first first question. I normally first ask. It's yeah. usually a little bit later, but that's perfect. I mean, what what makes you happy, man? What's what 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 keeps it going? What's what puts a smile on your face? I wake up every day and do what I love and get paid for it. Fuck yeah, dude! And get paid for it. It's like another day in paradise. That's the secret, man. man that's that's what everyone's everyone wants to do is do yeah. exactly what they love and receive, yeah. actually get money for. You know, people right. will do what they love and maybe not get paid, or people will get paid and it's not something they love. But when you could consolidate those two yeah. magical things to get paid, that's what, like with stand up, like. I don't get, I'm not a professional comedian, but mm-hmm. I, I tell people stand up comedy is a hobby that's intense and I'm really passionate about that I get paid for sometimes. And on the times that I do get paid to talk into a microphone and make people laugh, yeah. it's fucking bliss, man. Yeah, it feels like, like I, it feels like I worked one over on life. It feels like <laughs> I put in a cheat code. Like, like things can't be this good. I can't really be getting paid money to make people laugh. This is incredible. Yeah. So, so when you say you every day, uh, you do what you love and get paid for it. So what's what is it that you love? What is it that you're doing? Uh, tell tell some people about yourself and uh, why I had you on the show. By the way, this is the first non-comedian that I've interviewed on here. Really? Yeah, yeah. Everyone and I don't want out everyone I want interview to be a comedian. So I'm glad so I finally everybody broke previous that. before me was was a comedian. Yeah, everyone previously there's uh yes, everyone previously was a comedian. Wow. But there's no pressure for you to be funny. Even oh, though I know cool. you're funny. Just be natural, man. <laughs> it's all good. Just be yourself. That's why you're on here. Yeah, you know? Yeah, appreciate it, bro. That's good enough with me. Oh, we're already plugging the show, guys. Plug, you're plug, not sick plug, of it plug, yet. Plug, plug. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, but for real, so so what uh, tell the audience, what what are you about, man? So I'm an artist, you know, I'm a full time artist. I've been a full time artist for the last two years and a half. I quit my day job. What was yeah. your day job before that? <laughs> Working in a warehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but help pay the bills, help me get started with my business. That's a very important thing as an artist yeah. to, to recognize that you, you know, before you could tackle your dreams, uh, you, you do have to pay the bills. You have to make sure there's some kind of income and you may have right. to do something really shitty that isn't your passion while you're chasing that dream Correct. so 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 that's what you were doing before you i was just, doing it you know i was doing it while i was working i was doing my, my my artistry while i was working which allowed me to quit after after a while once i once it became very lucrative you know so i just stopped oh so there was kind of a moment for you where you're like everyone's dream moment where you get to quit your day job and you're like i don't have to do this anymore the thing that i love doing is finally making me more money or enough money for me to quit this right? yeah i mean i kind of had, had an intuition like yo like this could work you know i had it was like i was at a peak ah. on my artistry where it was like working then things went downhill afterward but something clicked i knew that i didn't need that job anymore i had to create a better system within my company to quit my job awesome yeah so so, so you kind of so you, so you figured it out as you went, but it, it was a little bumpy at first, yes, right? Yes, yes. And did that make you, was that kind of like discouraging at first? Did you almost feel like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have quit so soon? Or you're like, no, this is part of the process. I, you know, it's not going to take off right away. But you, did you still feel confidently in your decision even when it started to dip? Well, all right. So um, something I learned about intuition, right? It's like you only get enough information to start. Ooh, you guys hear that? Let that fucking marinate in your souls for a second. <laughs> you only get enough information to start. Yeah, I like. Yeah, it's it. It just it kind of points you in the right direction. It yeah. doesn't give you all the answers. No, it That's not how intuition answers. works. None it says, "Hey, man, 
uh, vaguely in that direction over there is everything you've ever wanted, everything right. you've ever uh, wanted in life. It's yeah. all there. I'm yeah. not going to tell you much more. I'm just saying, like, it's somewhere over there. So, right. and and they kind of like push you off in that direction with a blindfold on. Yeah. So, but you you get stuck when you, try to, when you overanalyze everything, but you don't don't overanalyze it. Just start. Once you start, then more will be revealed to you. It's like going. To, let's say, right, I'm going to California, right? I wrote you to California, right? And the GPS doesn't tell me the entire direction. Tell me the next turn. Right. That's it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, I have to be the, um, the historian with previous data I have already to get in the car, make sure everything's on point, then proceed in my trip. Then the, right. more I, the more I go, I find out there is traffic. Yeah. <laughs> there is um, there's the next turn, the next exit, and that's it. All you could see is you could barely see the next step. Yeah. You know, you have a vague idea that this is probably the next thing I yeah. need to do, but I don't know what's going to happen when I do it. Exactly. Yeah, man, that's ex- that's a, that's really what it's like. You yeah. kind of just do the next thing. Yeah. And it that's it. It's like it, there there's no there there isn't a rule book. There isn't uh some, something some sort of direction to it. You're just like, "Oh, okay, I got to do this." So it's all intuition. Just yes, it, it's all intuition, but the agreement you have to make with yourself in the process, which I learned later on, it's like you have to be willing to accept the consequences that comes with it. Oh, shit. Because if you don't um, accept the consequences um, that comes with it, then you don't deserve what you want. Whoa. If you don't accept the consequences, consequences. you don't des- deserve what you want. Yeah. Damn, yeah. So you got to be willing to kind of yeah. sit in it. Like so whatever you, you bet you say made. You got to a possibility that I might lose everything. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. You have you have to be willing to make that gamble. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's part of it. You don't. It's not a free ride yeah. to, to happiness. Yeah, you you definitely have to be able, yeah. uh, to be willing to do it. Damn. Correct. So yes. Yeah, so Laying it down, dude. And and that's it. And like I said, we keep us stuck because we want to be comfortable. Right. We are very uh, egotistic. We are control freaks. We want to be in control at all, at all costs. Yes, we do. You know. So it's and it's <laughs> scary. It's scary leaving that comfort. Yeah. Yes. Uh, to to pursue a thing like that, I imagine yeah. because you're not you're 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 taking control of some things. Mm-hmm. You're taking big time control of your life, of your happiness, mm-hmm. but you are leaving a lot of it to like to fate, yeah. to the consumers. Yes. I mean, I, so I understand that you are uh, an entrepreneur. You have to be an entrepreneur to be an artist on your own. There's, there's Correct. nobody who's going to, there's no corporation who's going to just kind of hire you to, right. to do what you're doing. Like, like, so, so you are an entrepreneur. You do have your own business and yes. you've been discovering, you know, that's kind of half of what, what you've been discovering with right. it as well. Right. Yes. Like, what, what was it like starting, Starting a business. When did the business actually start? Was it right along when you were painting, or did you start it on the side while you still had the warehouse? So, um, yeah. So, uh, how it started, right? So, I had this idea of a clothing line. You know, since I was a kid, I created in high school doing a t-shirt line. Right. And I've always wanted a store. And you always wanted a store. Yes, I always wanted a store. A retail I, store. Retail okay. store. Because and you, you know, got one cool ass store. Could you yeah. tell every? You, could you tell the listeners the uh, location of that? The so I'm downtown Shelton, one thirty two Center Street. It is the coolest spot, guys. He's got his whole clothing line in there, all of his beautiful, very unique paintings with a very creative vision to all of them. And man, when he gets to talking about them, what they mean to him and how they relate to the people looking at him, and it's it's a full experience. So you really should go on and meet Flan Manley sometime in in his in his element because it's an awesome place. Also, and and the clothing line, all the stuff is cool. I have one of his uh, ICD shirts. Actually, ICD. There, so so that's perfect segue. So yeah. what's your so tell people about ICD. What does that stand for? That's your... So ICD stands for incomplete design. And you might be like, well, what is incomplete design? Well, it, asked, it all started out, you know, when I was in um, high school, junior high school. Um, I kind of created this uh, 
because I'm an artist, right? I'm an artist at heart, and my father always knew this. I'm African before anything, right? And in Oh, where in Africa are you from? From West Africa, Liberia. Li- Liberia, you came yeah. to this country when? I was like 10, 10 years old. 19, 10 years 1998, old. 1998, yes. Whoa. So um, what, what it is, right? In the African household, you either got to be a lawyer, doctor, engineer, or a failure. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> and that's an African household, not yeah, not a, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So you, that's it. I mean, whether you wow. from, from West Indies, that's what it is. You gotta be a nurse of some kind, you know, because it's guaranteed. You know, I didn't hear artists in there. Yeah, no artists. I didn't you know. hear artists. We're very gifted, there, but yeah. it's like you know, it's, it's not sustainable. So I've been resistant being an artist because my father never approved that at all. You know, he knew it already, but he's like, nah, don't bring that in my house. Nothing, because yeah, it was a rule. So I will hide my drawings. I will hide. I will be working on the project when he's coming, and I, I have to hide it because, like, he doesn't want to see that happen. I'm supposed to be reading a book, studying, you know. So oftentimes I wouldn't, I wouldn't finish, I wouldn't finish my artwork. I wouldn't finish like my T-shirt I was making, so it was incomplete. So that's whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so that's like the backstory of yeah. to it because you were never able to finish. The I was work. never you were, you were able hiding to it. Yeah, I was hiding. Man, it. that's incredible. Yeah, I was hiding it, and yes, you, you, were, you had to hide. It. You, you he couldn't know that you were an artist. <laughs> yeah, he, what no, was it like when Dad found? No, he knew I was an artist, but I wasn't supposed to be doing art. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like he knew I was a dog, but he, he I wasn't <laughs> supposed to be barking. <laughs> like, of course you're gonna do art if you're an artist. What what would happen? Any stories about like if your dad would find your artwork? <laughs> I have a video. I have a commercial right <laughs> where um, I did a I did a commercial kind of have like a a short of my life story where my father literally like threw it out. Really? Yeah. Like he would rip it out and he would like he would yell at me. Like you're supposed to be doing your homework. You're supposed to be reading. You're supposed to be reading. And right. cause my father was a scholar, so like. Oh yeah, so God, the, the last thing you would have ever wanted was an artist yeah. or a son. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, that's such a, they're they're kind of counterintuitive. Yeah. Uh, art art and scholar uh, being a scholar because Correct. it's such a set path. You know, yes. you do in, in art, you do the work. Yeah. You get the degree. Yeah. Or being a scholar, you do the work, you get the degree, you get the job. That's kind of what the path is in stone. But as an artist, there's. You do art and maybe you fail. Yes, maybe you exactly. are never never mount anything. Maybe Correct. you're a millionaire. Yes. Literally, there's the, when it when it comes to creating things like that. There's you know, wow, that's incredible. So um um so that, that that was that that was the reason why um I named it incomplete design because um it was incomplete. My shirts the design right. I would make will be incomplete. I would never finish it, and I would ha- I would have to hide it in the closet in a certain way where it dries. Then um yeah, so that's how it came about. Then eventually. The meaning led to me seeking validation from my father. I, I was gonna ask that next. Incomplete design, yeah. like I know, I hear what you're saying, yeah. and it's a good story. Yeah, yeah, incomplete designs. My artwork is incomplete. Yeah, but I know there's something deeper to that, yeah. man. That yeah. so, yeah. Talk more about that. So now it became like a young for validation. Yeah, for my father because you know, like we all want to be validated like, by our pops. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it was a single parent, him and I, and was at it, and I'm like, yeah. Dad, like this is what I'm gonna do, and he's like, Nope. Nah, nah, uh, you ain't. Damn, nah, dude. You know, so um, yeah, so that's what I came about. But then eventually evolve, and just I start seeing things. It's all about work in progress. You know, it's, it's all about embracing it. Cause in in the phase of me making my ICD T-shirts, incomplete T-shirts, like you couldn't tell me nothing. Hell yeah. Like this is my work. Right. You can't tell me nothing. Dude, you got I'm not he's not even like putting on like some radio personality right now. <laughs> right before this, every one of our conversations sounds like this. <laughs> and right before this I I went to go uh, I swung by ICD to to hang out with him real quick and 
I, I, he was like, yeah, man, I was just napping. I'm like, you could do that. You could just nap in the middle of the day. And I meant that by like, you know, I'm not able to take naps. It's just impossible for me. I've never been able to do it. Like I, I only sleep. And this motherfucker looks me dead in the eyes without missing a beat. He goes, I do whatever the fuck I want. I want exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. I life on my own terms. Like a true artist, man. Yeah. True to form. I love it. So, yeah, but, um, so it just, like I said, it formed a new meaning. So it's about embracing, because, you know, I have a, a slight speech impediment, right? Um, I oh, you speak beautifully. Well, you guys hear this guy? Before then, it, right, was, right, right. it gets bad, you know, because I get very passionate. I'm a very oh, passionate speaker. Oh, I, we had to talk about that. Yeah, we had to talk about For, for him coming on the that. podcast, what, this guy, he's always, like I said, he's always like a kid. He explodes. <laughs> he talks at a mile a minute. And when yeah. you get us together, dude, our positivity, it's probably unnerving to other people <laughs> around us. But, yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so, so once I own it, there's nothing you could tell me. There's nothing, not shit you can tell anyone. Nothing at all. When, you know, yeah. so when I start embracing myself, and it's like yeah. I'm laced with gratitude. It's like nothing you could tell me. And Hell the yeah. guys around me couldn't, like, they thought, oh my God, you are so arrogant. It's like, no, I just own my stuff, you know? And that's what it's about. So now, when I kind of form a new meaning for it, I started encouraging others to do the same. You know, um, when you wear ICD, you, you like, it's not about me no more. It's about you. You're an ambassador of your own brand, your own personality. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's what I want to encourage kids to be. You know, not like me, but themselves. Kids to be. Yeah, yeah. So, so you got a passion for uh, for helping the youth? Yeah, the youth. Yeah. Do you get, do you have any, uh, like, programs that are, like, associated with, with your business or, like, side projects that? Um, so when I first came to Shetland, um, I partnered with the Boys and Girls Club, you know, and I did, cool. like, very, a very cool organization. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Um, the what program? The Boys and Girls Club. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so... But I'm always partnering with like uh, local programs to help out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you were telling me earlier about that guns. Uh, what was it? Roses. So yeah, I have a campaign. Um, I have a campaign. It's called Less Guns, More Roses. Less guns, more roses. Yeah. Nice. So it's about being. So it's nothing political. It, I mean, because my goal is to. I mean, everybody not to infringe anybody' rights as a rifle gun owner. Mm -hmm. You know, is to be be responsible with your guns. You know, but within my community, like kids are dying like flies. Yeah, you know, there's less love and compassion, and I want to show that through art. Right. You know, I want I want to change the narrative of what the average young black man is like. Yeah, and know? people got to go over to that uh, that picture with the boy. So so you you painted this picture of a boy. Yeah. Holding out what it kind of look it would look if you looked at it quick he'd be holding out a gun, yeah. but he's holding out a bouquet of roses. Yes. Right. It's beautiful. You guys got to see it. It's, I imagine it's on your Instagram. Not too yes, hard to it's find. On Instagram. It's uh, and, and you sell that as prints and all that. Correct. Yeah. And what, what, in, so is, was that inspired by the campaign or was the campaign inspired by that picture? So the, the picture, so basically that, um, came from, um, you know, when, uh, when like dealing with, uh, social, um, social injustice, right. The black kids that get shot in the middle of the street, right. What the first thing to say, oh, he had a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, and a young child is painted as a man in the media. A young black boy is painted as a man in the all media. All too often. Yeah, you know. So um, I want to, I want to, I want to disrupt that as an artist. You know, it's the reason why I have the bouquet. Yeah. You know, in the form of a gun. Yeah. No, I, I really, I love what you're doing because it isn't that political. Yeah. You're not, you're not in anyone's faces right. about their rights. Right. But you're, you're painting an awesome picture there. Correct. I mean, <laughs> metaphorically and literally yeah. painting an incredible picture there. Yeah. I, exactly. I, I, I love it. That, that, that picture, you guys really got to go check it out. It's something else. Yeah. So, uh, 
I guess that leads me to what I, you know, my second question, which some of my listeners are probably privy to now by episode six. This is the seventh episode I'm recording. I don't know if I'll release it seventh, but, <laughs> uh, so what do you think is going to make the world a better place, Flan? If everybody just own, cause like, I, I believe that, right? We, we was all born with a solution to our problem. We were all born with the solution to our problem. To, to a problem. A problem. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we just got to just figure it out. So, so you got to figure out what what problem that you want to solve. Interesting. So you already like your it's fit. You already have the solution in you. You're yeah. born with it. That's your gift. Yeah. And you got to figure out. You got to search within yourself. Yes. Talk, talk more about that. So, like, what what is what does that mean to you? Like, how 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 have you seen yourself do it? And how do you think others could kind of like right off? now as as an artist? You know, being an artist is being an artist in the stuff. Right, is a tool. It's like a paintbrush. Uh, it's like a pencil. Yeah. Right, and I could either use it to stab you, or I can tell it the beautiful story. Right, you know. So I'm using my artistry to solve issues, which was like you know, like the, the imagery of how we are branded in the public eye. You know, so I want to change that narrative. You know, and I just feel like young guys are not given the opportunity to actually be themselves, to actually grow up to be young leaders in in this world because they are killed very early on because right. you know how we're perceived. You know, so that's the problem I want to solve early on. I want to, I want to, I want to instill hope in the young, in, in the young guys. You know, because oh, like they don't, they're not given a chance to actually live up to their full potential. Right. You know, um, then also the imagery I paint. You know, I have an issue where when I meet a young black male, he think I'm his enemy. Like I'm not your enemy, dude. Like right. I'm your brother. You know, so I want to change that as well too. So that's my goal. So you, so basically, once you find out who you are as a person, you you'll kind of decide, you start seeing opportunities, you see, you start seeing problems that you have um, uh, solutions to. Right. And that's I, agree, I actually agree with that 100%, man. And unfortunately, the path that's laid out in front of the average American mm-hmm. is not finding yourself, it's not finding the what you said, finding the solution that you were born with, finding your gift, finding how you're going to make the world a better place. Like it's already there with you. Right. You just have to work on it. You have to find out who you are. That's right. huge. But our path that's laid out in front of us is not about self-actualization. Correct. It's about making money. It's right. about figuring out how roughly how we could use you in the workplace. Yeah. How can you give up a third of your life? How could you give out eight hours of five days of your seven days a week right. for the rest of your life. How could you do that most effectively to make us the most money and, right. you know, keep you in the game long enough that you're, you, you do it until you're retired. But there's very little, I, I can't remember any guidance counseling or any classes that really helped me figure myself out at no, all. And that's, there. I think that's such a, such so much more of an important tool than figuring out, how you work in the workplace. I'm not saying that we, we need workers in the of workplace. Course. We need that to keep society running, but we also need people to not be miserable. We need people to understand who they are a bit. Like I, well, I even if you even think about it, like the kids that, are, that have ADHD, like they don't have ADHD. They're just bored. Right. They're bored. Like, oh yeah. These, these are geniuses, right? But you cutting the wings off because they're moving too fast for you and you, you have to slow them down to fit into your system. I am a shining example of that. I have ADHD. I was yeah. diagnosed with ADHD, yeah. which I'm pretty sure is a bullshit. It is a uh, bullshit. Disease. I don't think it's actually disease. I yeah. think ADHD is a superpower. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But so I was di- uh, diagnosed. I'll say the word. I was yeah. diagnosed in middle school. And for a couple semesters, I was put on Ritalin, mm-hmm. which is fucking amphetamines. Like you're mm-hmm. giving a 12 year old amphetamines. And this is just something that we've put in 
as a commonplace in society. Like we got a, this person, he's always smiling and happy all the time. Put drugs in him right Correct. now. Like what? Yeah. what? Like I, I'm, I'm a happy child. I, I just like, I school doesn't make sense to me. Like these things don't make sense to me. And sure enough, uh, I got straight A's. Oh, sounds great. No, I specifically remember my friends telling me how much I changed. People would go as far to tell me that I wasn't funny anymore. A future comedian being told that he's not funny anymore. That was the most gut-wrenching, heart-shattering, soul-destroying thing that ever happened to me was going on those drugs for the only couple of semesters that I did it. Yeah. Uh, I agree entirely. Yeah, ADHD, all that. It's I, I, I don't want to say it's complete bullshit, but... The way that we handle it, it is. It really is, man. <laughs> I I could say it because I have it, yeah. and I and I immediately became. Yeah, my grades dipped after yeah. I got off the drugs, but I was Stefano again, yeah. man. And hey, everyone, exactly. that's good enough. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but for real, man. Like, like, yeah, no, creativity and just finding yourself. That that it's such an important thing that I don't like. I wish there was some sort of class. Like, we have so many classes in the curriculum that are you know that that have to be there like i'm sure we could remove one that teaches you how to you know a little bit of self-actualization a little right. bit of like how to be yourself how to find yourself but this is, this is where we come in though i mean that's the reason why as, a, as an artist i'm able to create my own haven hell yeah invite people to come in and they're like how the fuck did you do this and and i'm like this is how i did it i can show them step by step and like whoa okay well maybe i could do it too then i give them permission to be themselves as well. Hell yeah, man. That's and exactly that's it. what it's about. Yeah, yeah. no. The, and it almost feels like that too. There, there, that permission to be yourself is such a good point because there's, there is like, so before I ever did comedy, that's mm -hmm. where I really start to become myself, myself. Right. right. Uh, before I ever did comedy, it was a little over four, four years ago. And in, in school, I never, uh, I never did any of the talent shows. I never, I never did any sort of official entertaining of any sort because I didn't give myself permission. I was always like, oh, that's for other people. No, I'm not really a performer. No, I'm not really meant to be on the microphone. No, I'm not really meant to act. I didn't do any of it. But the minute I gave myself permission to get in front of people and be open, that's when I started doing theater. That's when I started writing songs. That's when I start the idea for having a podcast. And now it's come to life. I actually have have one it's right. uh, it's available everywhere like this is a real thing right. but this podcast like listeners right now my friends that I, I love you guys so much for for being a part of this but like this wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the fact that i gave myself permission to be me Correct. at one point like uh, we're only sharing this moment because at one point i decided that i'm allowed to do these things you know and i i, I want you I, I if there's anything that you guys take away from this like any of these conversations we have is that you're allowed to go express yourself i don't care if you have a full-time job and kids you you have to find somewhere in your schedule to go be you whoever the hell that is you're not just getting drinks on friday and and you know counting down the days till the weekend at work and and being miserable like everybody's more than that and In, inside of us there is a creative person or not necessarily creative but a the real version of yourself that maybe was not nurtured in this capitalist society that kind of forces us to be one way just to survive i get it but uh sorry not to go off on a little rant no, here but like i always right say people, it's right my fucking point. podcast i can rant all i want <laughs> you're right on point um, right on thank point. you man thank you i appreciate right it um and it was kind of serendipitous too. Uh, the you know when I asked you to come on the show, I I, I, I talked to you in person the other day, mm -hmm. and I saw uh, there's so like you you love the message of the show good yeah, enough. You yeah. know you 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 know what it's all about, dude. In your 
uh, in your art studio, in, mm-hmm. in your, your retail location, right. you have a mirror. Yes. What does that mirror say at the top, Flan? Enough. It just says enough. Yes. And I love that. It's such a good point because when you look in the mirror, I don't care if you're a girl or a guy and you could tell people you're not obsessed with your appearance, but there's a reason why there are a, there's a mirror in every sink in every single bathroom right. everywhere. There's a reason because we kind of need to, we, we have these, these image issues in right. society, these right. image issues that are kind of programmed into us. And you look at yourself and when you look at yourself in the mirror, you're not just seeing like, Oh my, uh, I need to pluck my eyebrows or I need to shave or yeah. like I have bags under my eyes. I could sleep a little better. When you look into your own eyes in the mirror, you're thinking of everything, man. You're right. thinking of who you were as a kid. Right. You're thinking of why you are in the moment that you are, why you've wound up in this location, whether it be good or bad. Like you're, that mirror is not just a reflection yeah. of your appearance. It's an, it's a reflection of your entire life. Yes. You know, that's, that's why anytime you have these big moments, it's always associated with, I took one long look in the mirror. Like, yes. you know, like, so like that mirror staring back at you for, for it to have enough over it, it yeah. kind of just cuts that like, listen, man, you're good. Yeah. It disrupts everything. It really does. It disrupts everything because when you look in the mirror, you're looking for flaws. Hell yeah. I'm ladies coming to the store. I'm like, yeah, just look in the mirror. Right. And then like, then like, Oh, what do you have this year? Then we have this conversation. Yeah. And it brings, and I bet it really brings yeah. down their, well, brings up their mood, but yes. like it, it'll relax anybody. Yes. It, I think it's such an important practice guys. Yes. So like, you know, good enough is not just a brand. It's a way of being, it's, it's a, it's a way of self love. It's a, it's a way to just remind yourself, you know, and, and it's not, I, I've said this before, like, yes, it's about embracing mediocrity, but like you have to be mediocre you have to be okay with yourself before you could get any better you know what i mean it has to i don't i don't think self-help could ever be rooted in self-hate you're never gonna improve something that you hate nobody on earth hates anything that they want to they want to improve they that wanting to improve has to go towards something you love so you gotta love yourself and you gotta look in the mirror and know that you're enough that you're good enough so yeah him and i uh totally ride that wave together man i love it i love it so uh so tell tell us a little bit more about your experience with like, like how you're perceived. So you, you go to shows, right? You're right. And and you show people your artwork. Like mm-hmm. like, how 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 are you known? Like how are you known around in the scene? Like talk talk to me about that. So um, with the whole scene thing, all right. So um, scenes suck, by the way. Yeah, it's cool <laughs> and everything. You know, um, for for a while, um, I was one of the artists. I was I well, I can paint, and I was making dope art. But looking back, it was like junk food. Hmm. It was junk food because you the know, stuff you were making. Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't tied to my soul. Oh my god, dude! You you just spoke to every artist on earth with that one. I mean, this podcast isn't going out to everybody on earth, right. but for the people who are listening, man, yeah, that's exactly what your early on stuff is like. Yeah, it's, it, you don't understand how to incorporate your soul, yeah. your being into your work. All right. you could do is emulate people you 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 love you you could like as a comedian you're just right. going to tell a joke that's kind of sounds like your favorite comedian's Correct. joke but that's not you that's not stefano sanzo telling a right. joke that's stefano sanzo telling his idea of a joke so for what was so i'm so is that what it was for you you were just doing painting that was kind of influenced by people you like well it was like well i could paint this is what i could do i was trying to impress yeah the audience this is where i could come up with this little new concept mm-hmm. it was cool and everything but after a while it's like nah it's not cutting it because right. I'm looking to, it's like, I can, <laughs> I can finesse you, but yeah. I cannot finesse God. I cannot finesse the creator. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. because the creator knows what my true potential is. Yeah. You know? So 
yeah, so I came to the point where it's like, well, I'm not showcasing anything until I get to impress God. I want to impress God. And when I create a body of work, I have to be impressing God. I've never heard such a massive statement like that before. That's it. You, you, you took it right to the big man. Like, I don't Period. care. And so what, all right. So this, I gotta know, man, what was the moment where you knew your work was good enough for God? Like what, what was, was it a, was it a picture you painted? Was it an amount of effort you put in? Like what, how could you even quantify that to be like, Hey, I think God is good enough for this or like, talk to me about that. When I'm able to walk crazy. away, you know, and feel happy, you know, because like I'll be working on a painting. Right. And I come up with a concept, like, you know, like at first, like my purpose, how I align my, my passion, my purpose, you know, when I work on a piece and if I'm, if I'm happy with it, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a perfectionist. So if I can walk away from it, you know, then, then I know I'm pleased and everything, everything's work. I mean, eventually I can look back and like, all right, well, this is like trash. But for now, this moment is what is that? It's done. It's finished. That's great. That's a, <clears throat> that's like that fake it till you make it idea. Yeah. We're like, yeah, I mean, for now I'm creating, yeah. I'm doing something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you're and you're, so so like, it was really about impressing yourself. It was like I said, impressing myself, but just you know, um, getting out like the message, like I want to get out, you know. But like more so, the concept I'm working on, the story I want to tell, you know, because you cannot sell a, a half finished book. Right. You really can't, you know. So you got to like finish it fully. So like right now, people tell me, oh, I paint this concept. I'm like, no, I'm working on this right here. You know, I'm not making be making a lot of money doing this right now. But I'm working on this thing. Right. Until I'm doing my thing, I'm not doing nothing else. Right. You know? So, yeah. That's incredible, man. Yeah. So, so you had a very, <clears throat> how should I say? <clears throat> What's the word? Uh, you had a very provoking uh, painting in your window for two years, What? right? Yeah, two years. And you want to tell people what that was? Because you and I had a conversation <laughs> about this the other day, and the reasoning for it is what got me. <laughs> and I knew there was a reason behind it, and oh my God, it was great. But tell, tell everyone about that pain. Uh, mind you guys, it's a tiny little storefront in a, you know, a very uh, homely town you know, uh, uh, where we're from. And it was a massive painting of... Donald Trump. Donald Trump, president. The, a very... In in Flan style, you know, yes, Flan, Flan has style. a very yeah. specific style that like you should when when, uh, when we plug his Instagram at the end, you could see some of his work. But yeah, you had this big painting, and I saw people, a lot of people, talk shit about it, yeah. and people would take pictures next to it, yeah. um, kind of saying like "fuck you, Trump." Like yeah. obviously, he's a very polarizing individual, Correct. one of the more polarizing presidents we've ever had. And you had him right in the window, and I'm like, something about Flan, who is a african-american an immigrant right an immigrant an artist a free thinker i'm like something about I, I can't imagine he's like a huge supporter of trump right or it doesn't matter if he supports him or not i'm like i i i can't figure out why he's in the window but it's not because he's a maga guy there's a reason for it right so tell him about that what was the reason all right so um, i'm pro-immigrant i'm pro-america right and i just feel like um same by the way and i just feel like you know we talk so much crap about the government you know, as citizens, right? But um, is our responsibility as a civilian to take care of the country, whether it be your 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 block, your city, your town, your country, mm -hmm. at a very small level? And when you look at the painting, you in resistance of everything that you ignore, everything you in denial of, is is resistance. It's a mirror of yourself. <sighs> it's yeah, everything you resisting. Yeah. So it's not Trump. It's everything you're resisting. And if you own it, do something about it. If you care enough, do something about it. 
Damn. Because you have as much power as Donald Trump. It's true. You know? It's very true. And yeah. that's it. So if you care enough, do something about it. Hell yeah. Don't delegate that problem. No, it's your issue. It's true. Yeah, we always want to push off. Yeah. We, we, we talk about these issue, issues in the macro. Everything yeah. that's going on, we talk about uh, we talk about them, but it's, we always push it off to make it somebody's responsibility. Right. I, I think a great example of this is uh, you ever get stuck in traffic, right? Yeah. You get stuck in traffic. We've all been stuck in traffic, right? And it sucks. And you're always like, ah, these fucking cars, traffic, I hate it so much. You're the traffic. Right. Guess what? You're just as responsible for the traffic. Yes. Everyone there is doing the same thing you're exactly. doing. You're part of it. You're you're complaining about a problem that you, you are, are part, part of. It because first of all, if you if you know the time frame of when traffic starts, you decide to leave around that time. Right. So you, you created traffic. Mm -hmm. It's you, true. You decide I'm gonna get I'm gonna get in the car and be part of traffic. Right. Around from three thirty to five o'clock. Right. I'm gonna be in traffic. But Flan, I get out of work at 3.30. Yeah, so go do something close to work. If you don't want to sit in the traffic. Exactly. If you don't want to sit in the traffic, go do something close to work. Or maybe think about getting a new job. Or, you know, there, there's other, uh, there, there's way. But I'm not just saying we're trying to uh, solve traffic here today. But, like, I was using it as an example. Yeah. When you see a problem that you are definitely part of, like these massive problems. Right. You got to do something about it, do which is about it. which is what um, you know, like what starting this podcast to me, what what it's all about. I I understand uh, a lot of people are unhappy or unfulfilled in life. I've, I've I've noticed that in in my life. I I you know even if they're making money, whatever it is, they a lot of people don't feel happy. They don't feel like they're enough, mm -hmm. and that's what you know. Part of the message of this podcast is is that you you are enough, and that you could go out and do things that you love. Uh, I use myself as an example because I'm <clears throat> not partic. I I do so many things mm -hmm. as far as like I'm an endurance athlete. I'm a strength athlete. Mm -hmm. I am a comedian. I'm a actor, and probably a bunch of other things that I'm kind of forgetting. But most importantly is I'm not particularly great at any of them. I'm not a master. I'm, and I could admit that I'm not, I'm not awesome at the things that I do, but because I do things that I love, I am so happy and so great, grateful that I get to do them. And I think more people need to give themselves a chance. You may not be the best at the thing you're attempting to do, but your soul is going to be happy that you attempted to do it. Exactly. So just do, do more, do more of the things that you love. Yeah. And, I think you'll start see like if I believe a lot of the world's problems are based on the fact that people aren't taking care of themselves. Taking care of themselves is like recognize themselves as individuals and taking care of their health and then being you know how they relate to other people. Right. Like so so you relate to other people in a fantastic way. I mean I I'm sure I'm not the only person that you have conversations with but like with like that but like what's your what compels you to to touch other people to reach out to other people like what what is it that fuels you to do it i mean i don't know it's just something if, if it was been so easy for me to connect with other people for some reason if it was been so easy i never understood that like you know i wasn't well that's one of your tools you're born one of your yeah. uh one of the maybe not solutions you're born with, but one of the tools towards your solution that'll right. eventually yeah. would have eventually led you to being who you are is right. it, yeah you you got to listen to that guys when you when you have something that you're naturally or genetically good yeah. at you should probably give that a little bit of attention. Right. Yeah. So like, I just re realized like last last year that I'm I'm an empath, right? Oh yeah, an yes, empath. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's always been. So I was I was a kid in school that the Asian kids knew me. I wasn't popular, 
but like whether you're a nerd or whatever whatever you did like i connect with you on a, on a level where he's like oh my god he's a, he's a cool guy mm-hmm. you know I, I will like be interested in your culture right you know i will ask questions you know i would try your food mm-hmm. you know and i'm like the only black kid was like doing that you know but i wasn't trying to be like you i just embrace your culture and just like, well, my business so do you find that's a problem in the black community is not being open-minded and well i sorry i I say black community only because you're 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 obviously representing the black community Correct. speaking from you know as as an African person, mm-hmm. but I guess in all communities that's right. kind of a that's how cliques form is that they're not right like that not having an open mind is the reason why that stuff doesn't happen more. Yeah, I mean it's not just a black community, but like every community is like exactly. that. Exactly, you know? that's, that's, that's what I, I have said. never yeah. been the guy. Yeah, I'm part of a clique, but I've always connected with everybody you know um across the board. You know, I wasn't I don't know it just been something like my father actually instilled in me. You know, so yeah. yeah. So that's that. That that's something we've uh, I've, I've talked on the podcast before. So so, parents, you know, they do their best. Like that's some. So so your father, mm-hmm. obviously, he was putting a bit of a stranglehold on the artist that you yeah. were. But it sounds like he helped build the social person that you are. Yes. Right. Like it's not not like, social because uh, it was it's more so like he 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 helped like certain principles he built that which I know people can connect with. They're always gonna connect with, like you know, just being, being very humble, being very, uh, very compassionate. My father's a very generous person, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where it was used against him. It was very nice, very, very generous, you know. Yeah, you'll get and, taken uh, advantage yeah, of as a generous so, person. And but certain happen. things he instilled in me to the point where I can get whatever I want from anybody. I can connect with anybody at, 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 at a lower level or higher level because of these, of these principles that he instilled in me, like in a very subtle way, where I'm like, wow, it's growing. You know, I can call him and say, Dad, this is what I did. He's like, yeah, this is what I was showing you when you were. And you, st- and you still got a good relationship with him? Oh, yeah, we talked. That's we talked awesome. Yesterday, actually, and he, he told me something about, like, I shouldn't be afraid to ask for anything because I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. Whoa, he, he told you that? He told me that. You're standing on the shoulders of giants. Yes, which is my grandfather, my great-grandfather's, and, and I should just oh, ask for it. Oh, that is badass. That's probably, that's probably an... I'm, I'm I'm trying to think like I've never heard that phrase before. That's got to go back to Africa. Yeah, no, yeah. but I've heard it before. But the way he said it, it yeah. made it made sense because like, like sometimes I get blessed with certain things. I don't know. I I manifest what I want, but it's not me. It is not me making those moves. I can say what I want in a right. very way. People think my thing is arrogance, but I get it, Mm-mm. and I'm like, thank you because I know, like I'm by myself out here, and Hell and it's yeah. happening. I'm maneuvering. And I'm safe. Yeah, you know, like I, I, it's. Yeah, I agree. I, Anything I, just move around for me. And once he told me that, because like my courage is not based upon, oh, mom and dad got this thing, or no, my courage is based upon like I got people like my my ancestors are backing me. That's awesome. You know, and people uh, uh, often question me like, why are you so confident in yourself? Why are you so confident in myself? Because I know that. It doesn't matter if I lose anything because I, I come from nothing. That's f- fucking phenomenal, dude. You know, I've been at the bottom like 20 times already. So what's the worst that could happen? Go set back? You live there, baby. Yeah, you know, you, I've that, been there that, already. That ain't, that ain't unfamiliar territory So the more I own it, the more I own it, the fear goes away. And that's, yeah. and that's really it. But, you know, I could think like that, but also I can be very arrogant. So that's where he right. instilled me being very humble. Yeah. And you were, and, you were talking about blessings and yeah. how, uh, you almost seem, you were like, wow, I can't believe these blessings come towards me. But yeah. you know, it's, it's something that happens 
the truth is everybody has blessings in their life. Mm -hmm. But when you're like you, when you're humble mm -hmm. and you're filled with gratitude, yes. you're able to recognize those blessings because you already have your expectations low. You're, you're over here. You're ready to receive the blessings. You're right. ready to receive the good blessings is, you know, opportunities, right? right? You're ready to receive them because you're so grateful for what you already have. Right. You're aware of when something truly good comes through. You're, right. you're willing to, you already know what good feels like. So you're willing to get even better. You're willing to be like, oh, I know what good looks like. I know that's an opportunity. A right. lot, I think, I think opportunities slip us by left and right. right. We're just not open enough. We're not. We're, we're not willing to gamble on ourselves a little right. bit or gamble on the moment, gamble on the opportunity. But yeah, I, I think I, I wouldn't say like you could call yourself lucky. You could say you're fortunate, but you're a hard worker. You're positive. And when you put those things together, when the blessings come along, you, you, you know how to act on them. You're right. willing because exactly. you're willing to lose it all. You're willing to put it all on the line. You're willing to go back to the bottom. So yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like, you know, you got got to where you are because like a, a path of blessings would lay it out in front of you. You were just willing to receive it. You were willing. And yeah, that's awesome. Standing on the shoulders of giants, man. You said it. I love that. I used to word this differently. This is the first time I'm wording it. So wording it this way. You guys have heard me say speak something into infinity before, which I'm sure Flan would completely understand. <laughs> but I want to start wording it a different way. Uh, so yeah, towards the end of the podcast, I, I always ask my guests if they could speak something into infinity, something that'll last forever. And you seem it seems like every word out every other word out of your mouth is something that could last forever. Like half the shit that you say should go on a t shirt. I'm I'm sure I'm sure some motivational Instagram account would love to put a recorder on you just so it could just slap quotes all day and steal them, man. You were you know, you really are you're you're a very motivational dude. Uh the way I want to word this now is famous last words. Like if you had an opportunity to it, let's say it's an advice to a, a large group of people or just like something you want to last forever, something you want to be remembered by. Like if you could give anyone, any and my listeners, my audience and some of your audience, you know, I'm sure some of your followers will be listening to this. Like, what would you say? Something, something great to go out on, man. Something, something that kind of sums you up. I would say, um, be you, not them. Oof. Because that's, <clears throat> that's lace of gratitude. God damn it, you fire me up, dude. Be you, not them. What about it? Tell, 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 tell me about it. Because tell like, us about it you're not going to find two trees in, 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 in the forest that's identical. That's true. You know? <laughs> you're not going yeah. to. I was listening to this TED Talk. A friend of mine recommend, recommended me to listen to this TED mm -hmm. Talk. And this guy, uh, he had an op You ever hear of Warby Parker, the, the glasses company online? No, I haven't. Well, anyway, it's worth a billion dollars now. Okay. And he had a chance to invest in them. Mm -hmm. And he didn't take it. And he he spent his whole life trying to figure out what what that meant. He he it was students he was teaching, and they their idea didn't seem that good at first. But now you know it's worth a billion dollars. He would have been very very rich off it. Right. So he's put some work into his life in recognizing originals, being recognizing what an original looks like, like as an original person, like being able yeah. to identify them and some of their qualities. And a yeah. lot of that stuff came up: ADHD, yeah. procrastination, and all that. But he said something that really irked me and made me realize that out of all the research that he did on originals, he still didn't understand them. Right in the beginning of his whole rant on being original, he talks about some of the traits you could pick up to be more like originals. You can't be like originals. That's not how it works. You no. can't emulate an original. That's not how you will not become your own person no. if you try to emulate somebody who's completely uniquely them. That's not how being unique right. works. 
it's all about doing that that work that figures out who the hell you are. Yeah. Like, like Flan is a Liberian immigrant who's got a t a, a a clothing line and a and sells his own paintings and he's also I think a motivational speaker and he may not even know it yet but like from from the way that he talks the way that he just exerts this energy I think it's in him he's all these things and that's so specific like. Don't be more like Flan, guys. You're not from Africa. Yeah. You're not a painter. You're not, you know, this whole his whole um, more less less guns, more roses campaign. That's not you. But he's he's a gr- uses energy. Yeah. You know, let his let your creative energy. But like, go out and be you, man. Yeah, That's the shit. Your, your soul is calling you to be your true, authentic self. Fuck That's what it is, and yes. you don't need other people on permission to do it. Your soul is calling you. Yeah. Your soul is literally calling you every single day. Just answer and say yes, thank you. That's oh, yeah. it. So, yeah. do, so, so, do me a favor, guys. Right, whatever came to mind when he just said that, your soul is. God damn, he really speaks in fucking quotes. When he said, "Your soul is calling you to be your authentic self," like fucking put that on a book. Are you kidding me? <laughs> when he said, "Your soul is calling you to be your authentic self," I want you to take a moment to digest that. And what is the thing that comes to mind that you're not doing? Go out and do that shit, man. Yeah. Make some time for it. Make it happen. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Whatever that whatever that thing, whatever your mind is impulsively called to when he brings that up, that's that's part of your path. That's part of that, you know, what we were talking about earlier with you're born with a piece of the solution. You just got to figure out what it is. Yeah. So, God damn, dude. You, you make me just fired up to go be me. I want to go do all the shit I love. I want to go do all the shit I love. So tell people... Where they could find your art, where they could buy some 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 prints, some clothing, all that stuff, man. You got all sorts of great merch that people get a hands on, and uh, where where they could just find you so they could follow you. Um, stop by the store and shout in uh, at one thirty two Center Street, Shelton, Connecticut, or follow me on Instagram at icdcreativestudios.us. Awesome. I'll and I'll tag uh, I'll tag some of that stuff in when we do post about this. This isn't coming out for like another month probably, but cool. yeah, yeah, we're keeping it in the bank because I got some other episodes, but it might come out even earlier. And as always, guys, uh, guys, you could always find me on all my socials at uh, Stephabro93 on Instagram, at Stephabro on Twitter, Stefano Sanzo on Facebook. I have not made a page yet. Um, I'm just using the uh, my friend profile and of course my Snapchat at Stephabro93. You're always always able to always able to hit me up there. But it's been awesome, guys. Flan was a great guest. Um, I'm sure you guys loved him, too. If you have any questions, you're always able to hit me up on all that stuff. So uh, with that being said, we're all wrapped up today. And uh, Flan, you got anything else for him? I don't. Awesome, man. You said enough today. You said, (laughs) I think people are going to be pausing this and rewinding a few times to really digest some of those things you said, man, because they mean a lot to me. I'll be, I can't wait to listen to this episode over and go ingrain some of that stuff into my memory because, uh, you're, you're a really motivational dude. And I think the world is better off for having you in it, man. Uh, but that being said, uh, that's another episode of good enough as always drink more water and be nicer to each other.